welcome to episode four of Sean and Lydia Happy Hour. Come at you at the true happy hour. Friday night in America. It's a Friday night, baby. Cheers. Crack them if you got them. Cold, warm, room temperature. We don't care. We make no judgments. It's your pleasure. Yeah. Cheers. Reach across the big ass studio, easy peasy. We've got a good one for you this week. It's a fest fueled podcast coming at you with Sean and Lydia special. It's one of our favorites. It's one of our passions in life, and it's going to be a huge part of 2021. It's music festivals. It's been something that we've created unbreakable bonds through. We've shared infinite love with and seen some of our favorite acts of all time at music festivals. So we've got some history of it. We've got uh, a little bit of our own history, personal touches on it, and we hope that you can share some of your favorite memories either with us or without us at any music festival you've been to by sending us an email at Sean and Lydia H uh, Sean and Lydia at gmail.com. Sean and spelled out Lydia at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up either way. You can be on episode five. We'll, we'll give you a shout out. We really look forward to your feedback. And thank you for the three people that have given us a five-star review. We are currently five out of five on iTunes. So we appreciate nice. you. Yeah. We want to get to that 69. Can't so wait to be 69 a, out of five. Yeah, yeah, 69 <laughs> out of five, though, so we get extra ultra nice. Uh, but yeah, we've got a really good show for you. We've, we've done some research. We've got some fun facts of music festivals. We know that's a huge part of our friends, uh, friend group, and uh, a huge part of America and, and just worldwide culture. So to kick us off, most people, when they think about the first music festival, they think of Woodstock 69. There's so many amazing documentaries on Netflix, HBO Max, anywhere you want to turn to. There's so many good storytelling history docs on that festival and why it is looked at as the mythical. Everyone knows about that festival. Yeah, everyone exactly. Knows about that it's like the mythical, it's like the, the festival that everyone thinks of, of like the most... The beginning of like a new era. Yeah. So, but Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and the Grateful Dead, just to name a few uh, of the, you know, top tier acts on Woodstock 69. But also, frankly, lots of trouble with that festival. A lot of logistical problems with that festival. You know, <laughs> everyone flooded into the city, not enough toilets, not enough food, not enough housing. So. Not enough like people to help with anything. Like yeah. not enough They weren't ready for that. <laughs> not enough so. people to clean anything. Right, right. I'm sure that was a mess, but but also a beautiful part of history, but a little bit of a mess too. But, but you know, actually in looking into this, I, f I found out something interesting and that's that although we regard Woodstock 69 in our m American history as being basically the, the festival, it was the festival of the 60s. In fact, um, historians would regard the first festival that really kicked off this culture of festivals as the Monterey International Pop Fest, which happened several years earlier in 1967. And it also had Jimi Hendrix and Janice performing. And that's where people say Janice really got her career start. And Jimi Hendrix had this infamous lit his guitar on fire on stage um, moment. And uh, I believe in California, Monterey um, is in California, so I can only imagine. And this is actually the time um, which really resonated with me as what I think we're about to kick off here as like a, not to say post-COVID, but towards the tail end of COVID, if you will, summer that's ahead of us. Um, in 1967, this is where the phrase, the summer of love came from. After this festival was when the summer of love really came to fruition. And I really feel like right now we might be on the cusp of a summer of love. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I think we're really on to something here. We've already got <laughs> something planned. We got a bunch of stuff planned. We'll get into that here at the tail end uh, when we share our own experiences. But just like you said, it's, it's really evolved. It's evolved from a DIY communal experience to that a little bit of the big biz in there. You know, we got big pharma and some other worlds, parts of the world, but we've got big industry coming in, big brands coming in, and they've really driven. A lot of people look at those big brands and like, ew, like it's gross. It's, it's getting into my like, you know, summer love, free culture. But those big brands have, uh, and brands in general, have fueled the 
music festivals to be so so booming and there's a lot of other reasons too but so going off of the those big brands and everything taking over and how the booming music industry the 50 years since Woodstock has really been such a boom to the music industry overall and we've seen huge shifts we used to have tape decks we used to have vinyl players we used to have uh cds you know like and now we're at a, a moment in time where you have the ease ease of access is pretty much unlimited as long as you are able to afford a phone or unable to afford an internet connection a cell phone plan the ease of access is so great that we are at a point where it's like everyone has wants to support these artists i mean we feel it we felt it throughout the pandemic we felt it with buying merch because we can't see them tour but in other previous years that aren't so recent we've supported these artists by going to see them tour we want to see that personalized experience because we can watch a live set of ls dream do the rave cave but we got to see that shit live you know so the economy the experiential economy has really boomed because of the evolution of how we intake our music and it's just been really beautiful to see and we're we're living in a great time you know like i think that music and the music festivals themselves have have blossomed in in our lifetime this last decade yeah and they've been blossomed and then taken a step back obviously this past year has really hit um every festival hard and it's really only the bigger companies that seem like they're hanging on but you know honestly i don't want to pretend to be super educated on that like i don't know what companies are still out there and i'm still seeing smaller festivals pop up and even um dan green dan green with cosmic kingdom dan greeny here don't you be a meanie um he's still here thank uh, you dan he, for always bringing some cool stuff to des moines yeah he's Shout still out. here and he announced the dates for cosmic kingdom and that's a really small fest in a small company here in des moines so uh i'm not I don't I know that plenty of venues and plenty of companies have suffered, but I do think there's still a few hanging on there and independent artists who are still putting on their own festivals and so forth, which we'll get to a little bit later. But for example, Closey is putting on Voyage in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, so there are those festivals out there that are still going to happen that are smaller um, and i think there's a little bit of hope for still holding on to some of those more independent if you will smaller run companies yes and i love so that's being put on by odyssey that's a small act in the the western uh, like the rocky mountains area like that region of the united states but what i want to really get at, i want to drive home with what you just said lid and that's so true that closey a headlining act at not too many national like Lollapalooza she might headline but she'd have to go up against Beyonce you know and like she might headline and be like the EDM artist of the night but she gets to headline a two-day music festival camping Cheyenne Wyoming on a on a bison ranch it, you know isn't that pretty neat yeah and the reason why is because of everyone's affection and love for these artists it's the artist that drives and let me give you a good point of that remember remember when Dan Turner, Daniel Turner, love him, respect out there for a listener playing at home, I'm sure. But he was in town. We were at Madison and Clems. Uh, some of you may not know these people listening, but we were at their apartment. We were watching the live stream of Coachella for 2017, I believe. And that's when Beyonce headlined. It was one of the most like insane like mm-hmm. headlining acts you'd ever seen. And what I wanted to bring is that that was the first music festival ever to gross over $100 million dollars. And it grossed 114.6 million, so we're talking 15% more than the the already the record. And that's because of these headlining acts and also these supporting acts. You, there's something to say about those that mid-tier, uh, first tier that really drives someone to go to a festival. I think back to 2019 seeing Sam Gellatree at, at Forest, my favorite music festival of all time. Seeing one of my favorite artists of all time, he was on the bottom tier. You know, yeah. we're talking tier three. That didn't matter. That was my favorite right. act. That was my favorite everything there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying is like these artists they have really driven and we I mean thank you big brands for like subsidizing these music festivals by giving us paying the the festival uh, promoters and everything uh 
with for the booth price. I mean, ten thousand dollars to give out free whiskey from Johnny Walker. You know, like they're really hey, stop by every day. All you have to do is stop by every day. <laughs> look like you've never been there before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what we're trying to say is like they give out free like swag or free whatever to do something funky to like kind of make you have a memorable moment. They want you to cap. They want to capture that in a bottle. That memorable moment. Oh, you took a funny picture. This is one I always think of with. Fireball, at, I believe Soundset. Take a funny no, it was that no, it was at Somerset Music Fest, and it was with oh, yeah, Nick Andy and Alex B. And yeah, we were just yeah. But well, they, for me, I was in the picture with them, and then we all took different group pictures. Well, yeah. a really popular tech. Uh, we're getting into the weeds, but not too bad. A really popular tech for this sort of thing is where you'd like take a GIF, but you can like send it to someone's cell phone. No one had who good doesn't service. like a GIF? Who doesn't like and a it GIF? Was, it's what I'm trying to say is they. Want to create an experience and a memorable moment but they're paying they're subsidizing that's my point it's a mutually beneficial relationship right. though, of course because these smaller artists are being seen by people they would have never otherwise been seen by because you know people are catching them on their way to the bigger name artists staying on the same topic here you know what's really interesting that i've kind of like was just was reading about and like learning like as i or realizing as i was reading about like doing our history notes on this is that Back in the day, like I'm talking first two years, so 2014, 15, we're talking music uh, festivals like Electric Forest, not too bad there, but mainly at like Somerset. They were like have brands that all they would they wouldn't have that experience. They wouldn't really have like until later years at Somerset, we had the GIF video. They would have just giving out keychains and and uh, uh, what are they called? Live strong bracelet type things with like the brand name on it. And I it's mean, like, I think these people they still do that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, they still not certain not festivals. too bad. Like it depending on the music festival because they want to create no trace. Like they don't want to leave that those grounds with I all suppose. the trash. But it's just funny how the how that's evolved. Like now we're getting like actual experiences over the course of the last few years. Think about uh, the uh, what was the music festival we went to in uh, Minnesota for New Year's twenty twenty. Yeah, so they were creating an experience, which is super free important. Zone. Freeze. <laughs> the big freeze. That's the outtakes for you. That'll, that'll be in some B-sides. So something super interesting, too, is that we are all, most of our friend group and us, we're part of the millennial category of human beings. And 45% of millennials are attending music festivals. 45% meaning 32 million of music festival attendees over the hundreds of music festivals across the nation. So we are accounting for half. We are the ones that are out there saying we prefer to go do an experience than buy a home. We're the ones saying we prefer to experience travel the world rather than buy a car, buy something flashy. If you if you want to quote somebody that's really uh, has their hand in the cake batter... <laughs> Um, <laughs> the what? I heard that today on a podcast, so I thought I'd bring the it what? in. The what? The hand in the cake batter, like whoosh, whoosh, oh, whoosh cake around. batter. I thought you said cave cave batter. Cave, I'm like, whoa, that's beater? a new one. I don't, yeah, yeah. So as I'm looking into the to, to just take it back a little bit, as I'm looking into the history on music festivals uh, a little bit, I actually found it interesting. To find out that historians would say that some of the first music festivals, or the first festivals rather, came from Greek culture, the Pythian games, if you will. And uh, anyway, just kind of like looking through the history on festivals, a lot of a lot of it is credited towards religious themes and so forth. And it wasn't until, to just kind of take it back to the beginning of the podcast, it wasn't until these 1960s festivals where we really started to have a breakthrough of like secular music festivals. So there's all kinds of religious festivals before that or whatever have you, but it wasn't until more of that summer of love, if you will, <laughs> that we had more yeah. of a, a different kind of festival enters the scene, right? Paving way for what we now enjoy a variety of genres, of course, but um, another thing that I thought was super cool that I literally had no idea about. I, I knew that EDM uh, came from Europe for sure. Like I, I definitely understood that that point. But um, historians credit EDM, like the rise of EDM, from Soviet Berlin, which I thought Soviet was Soviet cool. controlled Berlin. Yeah, and that was in the '90s. So now in the '90s, we start to see. Um, the entrance of, well, a lot of things. I mean, EDM, punk music, hardcore music. 
I mean, this all kind of spiraled um, out of that summer of love movement, I guess you could say, um, and the 80s and the rejection, the rejection really of the 80s because it was all about consumerism, um, consumerism and Ronald Reagan. Reagan and, you can, and Bush, yeah, senior. You can just kind of think of that type of a mentality. Two Republicans. That type of a mentality. And yeah, you know what? Fuck my fucking parents. Like, that's what you're into? Doing coke and making money? Like, I think we're going to go mosh pit over here is that instead. Gen Y then? Is that, <laughs> is that technically Gen X or Gen I y? don't know. I'm, I'm okay. terrible with that. I don't, I don't well, know. What, Gen Z But is, I think those would still be boomers, wouldn't they? No. In the, that were growing up in the 80s? Like the, I don't know. No. You, listeners at home, help us out. Well, I, don't, I don't know what it's called. Millennials, like... Okay, so that kind of gave flight to where we are now, right? Because, Sean, you and I, uh, although we have been to alternative mixed and rock festivals my favorites we cannot deny that the majority of our festivals have been at least edm centric and and so that's another part of what we wanted to talk about today was not only kind of that background that like base level history but also the the future and like some of kind of the current what are the current big players in the market and what uh what is some of what are some of our favorites why and what are some of the things that we're looking forward to? So some of the big players today that probably come to your mind, and of course, I'm not going to name them all. This is just relative to where I live, basically. Um, so you're going to have to forgive me if you're listening in New York or something. Um, Lollapalooza, EDC Las Vegas, of course. I mean, that Lollapalooza is... Lollapalooza Lolla- in, in Chicago. In Chicago. Let's but EDC Las Vegas is like the pinnacle I would say of the EDM community that like, in my opinion, that's like what comes to mind. If you think about the most quintessential EDM festival, Lid, you and I have had many conversations, you know, we're in our thirties, you as of this year and me as of last year, uh, where, and we've had conversations where it's like, okay, you know, like no matter what, before we're done raving, before we have kids or whatever, you know, that's yeah. not going to be anytime super soon. But like, we've had conversations even today and it's just like, we're going to EDC Las Vegas. We're going to the mono, it the feels like you have to pinnacle go. Pinnacle yeah. of all electronic dance yeah, music exactly. festivals. It feels like you have to go. It's like a, pa- it's a, a rite of passage. Yeah. Look at the, look on YouTube. Like I said, like experience that free content for yourselves. Look on YouTube and look at like the most legendary live sets most of them happen at edc you know the cameras the drones the great production the insane capacities on the edc whatever runway like it's like a nascar like it's like a racing yeah. runway mm-hmm. now they've moved it a stadium now to make to keep it cooler for uh, attendees but give, give me some more yeah a few more that come to mind for me are tomorrowland in belgium and then back to the U.S., we've got Ultra and Electric Forest, as many of you listeners at home know, a personal favorite of ours. And any more Electric Forest tops a lot of those um, top festival lists. So I, I feel like a personal little bit of a pride for that. And I'm just happy that we got to go so many times. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into our history a little later, but Electric Forest is super important for us. And like I said, I don't want to spoil anything fun for the end of the pod. So, Lid... I really love just my, I'm going to end on this nice point that us millennials, we're the driving force. We're the driving funding for these music festivals. Like I said earlier, we're spending 50, we're, we're 50% of the crowd, you know, and that's super cool. And I hope that increases as we get these Gen Z's and above going to festivals and becoming of age to be able to attend certain festivals. And I think it's pretty neat that we are, we, we can think back in at these quintessential music festivals like the milwaukee summer fest jazz festivals all across the chicago area new york new newport folk festival is apparently has like decades past the woodstock 67 60s era and let's think back and like appreciate the history that they have and let's think to the present now of what we've gotten to experience for the last decade and let's talk about a little bit of our history before we move forward excuse me so that we can talk about what we've got planned and what we hope what our hopes are for the future of attending these music festivals across the world yeah sean and i have already 
talked about some of our favorite sets and so forth over the years. So instead of doing that, I wanted to talk more about like the soul of a festival and why fest a certain festival may have stuck out to you in your if, memory. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's episode zero. It's available now. So if you if you backtrack to that, it's actually pretty fun. You get to hear about 10 people's like opinion or like favorite sets. Yeah. And firstly, I'd just like to say that in my mind, the thing that continues to draw people in general back to festivals, of course, there's going to be many different reasons, but there's, there's going to be a root reason for a lot of people. And that is that when you're at a music festival, it feels like you get to suspend time and reality for a few days. So if it's a camping festival, you get three days, four days, five days, whatever it may be. And you get to be there with a sense of community that I think all of us humans desperately long for in modern day because we don't, most of us don't get it living in the modern world. We don't get that sense of community the way we evolved to expect it and want it and desire it. We're completely separate from the natural world and the natural way that humans evolved to be, which is in a tribe. And you may have your friends, and even if they're good friends, they're still not close to you in proximity and with you every day when you wake up, and you're not coexisting together think about think it's like psychology of the weekend you're longing for the weekend the longing for friday night in america because you are going to be able to re regroup with your tribe you know i mean your household is your tribe so before you have little ones of your own it's just you and your partner you and your roommates that's your tribe and i think that you are really speaking to some, some volumes on this situation where it's like you are longing for that constantly and the music festivals allow you to wake up next to your friends and it may be in the next hotel room or it might be in the next room of an airbnb or it might be next literally like six feet away in another it allows us to tap into primal senses of tribalism that you can otherwise only do i suppose if you were camping with a larger group of people you could get close but it's not quite the same Because when you go into the festival and you experience an artist together and your whole group is there together, I would dare to say it's a religious experience in a way. So you're basically doing a three-day religious tribal (laughs) excursion with your best friends. Yeah. I mean... And it's... and, and And that's been our experience, of course. Not everyone is so fortunate to have the beautiful people around them that we have had. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's a shitty friend that you got in a fight with or something. I mean, I don't know. Like not everyone gets lucky and gets to go with their most beautiful friends that we have. For me, I would describe it as a religious experience with your tribe. And, and I think that that is why so many people gravitate towards it because they get to be like dress up how we're supposed to be. No rules. Yeah. Dress up, no rules. Wake up and slam a slap a bag of wine because you know what you got. Because you can, it doesn't you, matter. You, you <laughs> can, but also you need a little bit of hair of the dog because the night before you got to see X Y Z that blew your brains out, like with just pure like ecstasy of awesomeness. Like, and it's a survival experience too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, on like, a lower scale, <laughs> you're bringing each, a rising tides rise all ships, right? You're bringing each other up. Like, oh my god, I'm seeing Mitch. Like, why is he so full of energy? I saw him go off and dance his butt off last night. He should be sore as heck. I'm 30 just like him. Like, he should be super sore. Like, that's literally what's going through my mind. That drives me. That fuels me to like, come on, this is the day. This yeah, is day two. Yeah, we were two. there this together day day. and we did that together. And let's fuck and do it again yeah we're about to do it again so let's get to that point let's clean ourselves up i'm not tired are you tired wash your freaking crevices wash your crevices get a shower wash your cracks watch your crevices (laughs) get a shower beer hop in there clean yourself off all that sweat dance dirty dip dive okay well i digress i'm getting a little too loony over here because i'm picturing myself at a festival yeah well you know (laughs) washing my crevices and cracks (laughs) yeah in the in the yeah in like the shower that's like a pretty much a mobile home (laughs) or if you're hey i 
ain't showered in a mobile home shower in several years, okay? Yeah, that I'm was... I'm VIP, baby. Yeah, that was some Maplewood <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to our Forest Fest, Forest fam, I should say. So, so, yeah, so just like you're saying, let's, let's move forward, though. Let's think about the now. Or Yeah, so Sean and I have been super blessed in our lives to go across the world if you will for for festivals to be honest across north america across north america um two festivals so um obviously we mentioned electric forest we've been to electric forest six years um six years our very first festival is in chicago at riot fest which is um what we consider our first festival and, uh, some of you may know that that's like a well okay Warped come on everyone's been to, everyone's been to van's warp tour everyone and their mom okay literally their moms had to drop them off so edward scissorhands <laughs> has been dropped off even so it doesn't count but our first in my opinion our first festival is riot fest in chicago six years at electric forest um Three years at Somerset Music Festival in Wisconsin. Beautiful festival up there. Uh, a couple of one-offs here and there with Soundset, uh, Lollapalooza. Soundset's in Minneapolis? Soundset, yeah. Minneapolis. Soundset, Minneapolis. Lollapalooza, Chicago, of course. Um, in Denver, Colorado, Decadence. I don't know if you call that a festival. I mean, it's just a... It's New Year's Eve bash. Yeah, it's a New Year's Eve, but two, we did two years of that. Just like the Frozen Festival in New, <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, no, Frozen time or whatever. Snowtime! Snowtime! That's, That's why I'm, like, called. thinking Frozen time. Well, it was one snow. of the best, like, New Year's oh, Eve Oh, yeah, it was ever. fabulous, but well, I could not think of the name of it. Shoot. No, we were literally um, gacking on each other on that. So, also... Uh, uh, Oshiaga, Oshiaga Montreal. Fest in Montreal, Canada, and Voodoo in New Orleans, so those were multi-day fests and uh sean and i just wanted to talk a little bit about the soul of maybe like pick two this and the and why like why deep down why okay yeah so i'll go ahead and start with also mentioning i'd, I'd be remiss if i did not mention jawbreaker one of the most brutally oh hell amazing yeah <laughs> lineups shockingly like, shocking and like nobody was there either. yeah like oh my god we're talking milwaukee we're talking in october 2018 we dressed up of course because it was like a week or two before halloween and it was some of the most fun times i've ever had at any festival and it was in a convention center which is not my go-to that's not my favorite my favorite's the camping or it is the hotel tell bash and in like some sort of like outdoor you know i'm always drawn to the outdoor festivals it doesn't you they always like it doesn't matter how big or small the sound doesn't matter compared to being out in the outdoors but when you're in a convention center it's almost like claustrophobia there's no good views there's no hills you know like it's it kind of gets you like in a cumbersome situation but this festival was fucking insane it was uh rl grimes zed uh Odessa, like three of our uh, two of our favorites, Grizz, Grizz, and Louis the Child. Louis, the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. And but here's what I wanted to get at, and that's the only reason why I mentioned this. This is not one of my two, but this is a this is a a, a favorite of mine, just because it is about the people. It's about the group, and just like you said, it's the tribe. Okay, so this is what my my two are gonna go towards. And my number two, so counting down to number one fave ever, and of course, Forest has a special place in my heart, and that's pretty much my favorite of all time. But number two is Oshiaga. Oshiaga was a beautiful festival because of multitude of reasons. It was humongous. Jesus, those festival grounds were. We got 20 miles in a day, I'd say, on on a day where you had to bounce back and forth to this, that, and the other uh, stage. But my sister was there. We traveled for the first time in my life outside of the United States. We got our passports to go to Montreal, Canada. Leading up to the festival, we went a couple days early. We got to go to some barcades in Montreal. I got to see the city, see the vibe, see it wasn't for me. <laughs> because they give you shots that are like a quarter Canadian or 50 cents. And they're like literally like half an inch tall. It's That's almost what like, it felt like. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm like, like, does anybody party? Does anybody? It's supposed to be a college Where's challenge. The American bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but like in all seriousness, I loved Montreal. I thought it was so incredibly gorgeous. It reminded me, it was reminiscent of a lot of like a beautiful, like, because there's a lot of great neighborhoods in Chicago I love, but it was reminding me of like a lot of those, like Wicker Park, kind of like that feel of like the metropolis, but like the communal neighborhoods in a in a giant city and i really love that my sister shelby was there like i said we got to see some i've never seen the neighborhood i've never seen yeah 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 as i had never seen 
Tash Sultana. And I got to see all these amazing artists I absolutely love. Like, it was like you cross, uh, you have a bucket list of all these artists you have to see. And I got to see Yaya Yaz with Shelby, my little sister who I showed Yaya Yaz. Magical, in, incredible moment. But bringing it back around to my number one of all time music festival. And I mean, like I've said a hundred billion times already on this podcast, Electric Forest, it it is the god of gods. It is the festival. It is the pinnacle. I'll never experience anything like that. That four, five day. If you get the if you get the Wednesday night pass, ultra festival of all time, where it's just like you are in the grit. You're in the grind with everybody that you love. Your camp's 10, 12, 15 deep. But my favorite festival of all time was Voodoo in New Orleans. That lineup is 2017 Voodoo. So it's a Halloween music festival. We're talking New Orleans at the end of October. So it's not too cold. It's a little chilly at night, but it's pretty freaking warm because we're in the south of the United States of America in the bayous in the off the Gulf of freaking Mexico and it was incredible we coordinated th- it was a three night festival we coordinated three freaking beautiful nights we had Todd's from from Super Mario Brothers we had <laughs> Mario we had Yoshi we had Bowser we had we had everybody you know and it was just incredible you had a gaggle of Todd's so toads uh, running around and that was that was like one of the most imp- like important moments of my freaking music festival of live music life got yeah. getting to be live out live Super Mario Bros. Mario Kart with my fucking friends and then getting to do the villains of of DC, getting to be Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight, one of my favorite films of all time, let alone one of my favorite characters of all time. <laughs> getting to live it out when I had my little, like, little baby ponytail, you know? Yeah. And then, like, getting to be... <laughs> getting to be what is that like mermaid man and barnacle boy yeah. with my little clemmy out yeah. there and you guys like, look so perfect yeah but all i'm saying is like you're living out every night is i've never had you've had it a lot you're really fortunate and then like you have such a good creative mind for the costume and like the importance of like that presentation and like just wanting to live out like a cool like you've been you've been she thor for so many electric forests and other festivals and it was just so fun for me to like live out three perfect literally couldn't get any more perfect days but that's us that and with the group of people we had which is like you know those are the ride or dies lifelong friends you know we still are best friends with becca we're still best friends with madison and clem we still are loving out sending love out there to our daniel turners out there and our b words of course best friends of the b word in my wedding party i'm saying like that is not even talking about the city the city and going on the ride the tour thanks to madison's cousin and then the live says getting to see kendrick lamar one of my all-time favorite artists one of my all-time favorite favorite poets and rl grimes seeing henry burn the freaking city down <laughs> to the ground we had to start out with one little plant the next day like we had to start with rebuild the city like it was incredible <laughs> he leveled the place elenium and the list goes on whitney so those are my two favorites. They feel the energy in the well, air. Well, now I just feel like you're copying me because that's basically what I was going to say. <laughs> well, chime in. Give me some different points. Um, so, no, I wasn't going to say Oshiaga. Uh, mad love for the group. Mad love for that festival. But for me, um, for a variety of reasons, it just doesn't It doesn't get up there for me. Top, top my list. Um, I think I joked with people several it wasn't the festival for lid at all like it was definitely like mostly like rock artists and like alternative artists and let me and then there was like one edm stage and i kept making the joke that i was just gonna be like i'm just gonna be at the edm stage everybody and then there was like one day like i think saturday where there were a lot of artists i did like like san holo for example and rez and i was just like oh it's lid's day it's my day i finally get to have my day but everywhere in between and that's fine but i just mean in between it's just kind of like there were a lot of artists and sets that i kind of just had to exist for hungover and (laughs) i guess yeah my point is i chose oshia because i knew you wouldn't choose it because but also it's a it's so comes back to that point lit and it's like our driving factor for the beginning few years of our music festival 
life 14 15 16 2014 15 16 was the edm genre you know we started out great with oh totally totally and honestly but but i what my point real quick sorry to interrupt you but my point is just let me end on this i want to hear yours uh is that the the multitude like the genre packed music festival the 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 festival with amazing line of edm punk rock also, alternative rock is my favorite, and that's why I chose those two as my favorite. Electric Forest, like I've said a million, we got engaged there. You know, we saw our two best friends get married there. You We're know? engaged. <laughs> we got engaged there. Oh. I'm saying. So we you, oh my thought God. I was married for a second. If we had video, this would be funny, but no one can see your amazing <laughs> face. You know, so your beautiful, amazing face. No, but like, babe, I want to hear your. I want to hear your. Two favorites then. Yeah, so obviously, guys, I have to say it, Electric Forest, of course. I mean, we've been there for six years. We've had monumental moments in our lives take place there, like Shayna and Nick getting married, some of our best friends, and us um, getting engaged there. So that's incredibly emotional in itself. On a Ferris wheel. But not only that, but it it brought me up as a human being. I mean, we started going in our early twenties and we stopped going in our late twenties. I mean, that's a whole decade of life (laughs) that you experienced it. And I, I love it because I don't think I need to rehash everything I said earlier. There's there's everything I already love about the tribalism being there with your crew. It was a festival that for whatever reason, we just got everyone to kind of get in the swing with and a lot of people were on board and it seemed like year after year, we were just able to get more and more people to go. So that's a huge reason is so many of your friends are experiencing this with you. Number two, it's an incredibly unique landscape, what they do out there with the forest itself, obviously, hence the name. Um, It's incredible it's unique memorable um it's nothing like anything else that you're going to ever experience and three honestly after a few years you know the place a little bit and you're able to experience it a little bit more and the people the culture at electric forest is such that every festival has a hint of this but electric forest has a lot of this and it's that nobody cares dude we're all just here to do whatever we want and look however we want zero judgment and if anyone is judging you're not a part of you're not even you're not welcome (laughs) you're not you're not in the crew sorry but so it just feels like that's a good point most festivals do have some of that vibe electric force has all of that vibe it's like this is a free-for-all you do whatever you want. You wake up, do whatever you want. Look however you want. Dress however you Don't want. Don't hurt anybody put or whatever yourself. Co- oh, of course. That's a given. But it's just like put on whatever costume you want. Say say whatever goofy thing you want. Just everyone is just being want. like a total clown. Eat whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Walk wherever you want. It's, it's a, a judgment-free zone in, in, the be- in 100% of the way. A very annoying term that I got, I heard a lot in the mid 2010s was it is an adult playground. That's what people would like. It's like such oh, a. Oh, I mean, it is kind of true. <laughs> but it's a, it's a way to dilute the actual experience. Yeah, it's an adult playground, but what does that even entail? It's like a swing set in the middle of the freaking fest. No, what it means is exactly. That's a good you, idea, you put it way better. That's a good idea, electric force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good idea for people to get hurt. If you're going to have a ride, That's you got to have people buckled in. I people suppose. are going to be intoxicated at noon no no so uh forest is so important i love it yeah that's that that's got to take the gold for me but second i'm gonna have to steal the voodoo from you that i really vibe with new orleans as you can imagine probably like that was so cool and halloween is my favorite uh my favorite time of year it's hard to say my favorite holiday because Christmas is so fun with like presents and family. Um, even without the religious aspect, it's hard yeah. to say favorite holiday, but it's really up there. I mean, I love Halloween ever since I was a little girl. I just love Halloween. I love dressing up and voodoo allowed me to dress up for three straight days and be with my best of friends. Like we had the most incredible time in a city I've never been to in a city that feels like it was built for me, like and for me to have fun and just such a welcoming city too. like, and not in a phony way either. It just felt like, 
welcoming. Everyone was kind, awesome architecture, landscaping, creepy vibes, you know, for Halloween, like kind of creepy. Um, we got to go enjoy Bourbon Street. We got to go to, so it's kind of the, I guess the whole experience and not so much just the festival, but the whole, ex- the experience as a whole was so, is so important in my memory. And I really have to, yeah, I got to go out with that as my second. That was awesome. We had such a good time. I mean, yeah, you, like you, you touched on a few aspects I didn't get to touch on, which was, yeah, the city is alive. We would leave the Uber from the festival after going back to the Airbnb at like 1 a.m. and the city would be alive at 4 or 5. That's why I think that, you know, it may not be our last music festival or big music festival of all time, but EDC has to happen. I think that we are built, at least for now, <laughs> in our early 30s now, giving a little bit of insight into us. But we are built for that festival that never ends. We're built for that still. You know, we can still have the energy. We can still feel, bring the vibrancy that is required for something that is so energy and you need it. You need to be fueled by the music and the love that you're surrounded with and the party and the just all the above. And I, yeah, I mean, it goes back to something I want to I want to turn back the dial a little bit to Electric Forest. You really touched on something that I didn't touch on because I didn't bring it up in my top two but the the nature of it all like you're going back to nature you're going back to like it's a purely like it's almost like almost like everything feels like it's organic it, it belongs here and it's like it's not installations it's almost like something that's blossomed with the summer and that's something that's really cool like about these people that go out there weeks months in advance they get free wristbands and they work their butt off on a farm uh double j ranch and Uh, Rothbury, Michigan. They work out there for weeks, months in advance, like I said, and they just build these things that it makes it look like it was, it has been there for years, decades, you know, it looks good point. Yeah. It looks like it's a part of part of the DNA. It's not just like plop there. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to like literally just a grass, like field, like no offense, la la palooza, where it's very like you're, you're, you're there and you're looking everywhere you look, it's either advertisements for a band advertisements for a company ad uh, buy buy this t-shirt buy this uh go come to this food vendor see this live set to be here. fair we haven't been there so lala oh i thought you were saying edc Las oh Vegas. no 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 i haven't i would love to go there i no, think that but yeah lala yeah yeah it's kind of like that but but that's okay too and like i said like uh, i think that like Festivals that are like big city in the middle of the city, like festivals like that, they get a lot of their, they get a lot of like a bad rap. And I wanted to like shine some light, like, hey, you know, like those big companies that are ads everywhere, they're paying, they're subsidizing so that this can happen next year. There's a reason why Lala has happened for 30 years almost. I think we're at 26, seven years now, this year. You know, we were last year doesn't really count because we got those live festivals. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a wash. Just FYI, everyone, you get a free year. Yeah, so. if you turned thirty last year, you turned twenty, you turned twenty-one. Congratulations, you're twenty, turning twenty-nine again. Yeah, or or no, thirty again, or twenty-one again, or yeah. So Lydia, we've got to talk about the past, the history. I love how you brought that Greece history in. I brought in some of the Woodstock and some what we, where we've been, where we've gone. We've talked about where we've gone, excuse me, and now I want to talk about where we're going. So, babe, this is the year. You know, we we carried over it's five the days. Summer of love, baby. We carried over five years of five years. Five, I wish five days of PT. <laughs> if I had my twenty five thousand, yeah, we Doge. have five years of PTO. So goodbye. <laughs> if I had my twenty five drop <laughs> twenty five million Doge still or whatever, uh, we we'd be able to take a few years off. No, but. Uh, in all seriousness, we're going to talk about the future and we hope to see lots of you because most of you out there listening are our friends, but we hope, and we hope to see you out there. Uh, so we have a lot of stuff already planned in the next few months. You know, I'm getting yeah, my second. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. You've yeah, already... We're going to be fully vaccinated. And um, while we know you still have to take uh, a lot of precautions and we will, um, we have just been cooped up too long. We're ready to start branching out and trying to do some things in our lives again. So actually, um, kicking it off, let's see, kicking it off. We are trying to go to a drive-in Ray for our first time in May. It's at the end of May. It's in, uh, Somerset, Wisconsin. I don't think it's technically Somerset. 
it's, am it's I a, right? Is it not it's at the a, same amphi- amphitheater? It's the amphitheater in. Well, that's what I thought. But anyway, <laughs> it's Subtronics. He has a two day night there, and then you're uh, able to camp as well. So we we won't go to both nights of the drive in, but we'll do probably like camping Friday night, and then go to Subtronics. Get on a Saturday. visit. Uh, friends up there, you know, friends of the show, B Word Cast. Yeah, B and Cast are gonna come. I don't think Penny K-B-B-P-P. and Pip will probably come. K B P P. Uh, but that'll kind of kick it off for us. Uh, and then in June, we actually just bought tickets to a festival, which I wanted to make a point about earlier in the fact that because big festivals have been scaled back, it's allowed artists to curate smaller festivals that are more, quote, safe with less people and more niche markets. So in Cheyenne, Wyoming, there's a festival called Voyage, that's going to be happening at the end of June. And it is curated by Closey and includes um, French artist Closey um, for two nights. And then several other artists, of course. And then Friday night, heavy hitter for Sean and I, LS Dream, who like Closey and LS Dream have just been so monumental to us the past year. And so I was just having this thought earlier at the very beginning of our conversation about how maybe this has allowed artists to actually have things like this because before she would have been on the festival circuit already. There's no way that would have been profitable for her probably to have a little, very specific type of artist play for two days and have her own, basically her own little festival in Cheyenne, Wyoming. But because of the pandemic, it's allowed us to maybe have some of these more curated niche market festivals that are really tailored to some people's interests, which just so happened to be for this one, Sean and I's, which we cannot wait to attend. Yeah, you have a really good point there, Lyd. And I think it's it's important to state like money is the driving factor for all of this. Okay. Not for us as attendees, but for companies out there for creating these events for us. They want to create the experience for us, for us all. It is an economy. It's a booming economy. Thanks to us millennials and Gen Z coming forward. But it's a big payday to be on a, a bill of a music festival, okay? A lot of the times, and if you're on the tier two headlining tiers, you're making many, many more times more money than you would have made in a bar, in a club, or in an arena. So for us to have this moment, look at this glass, glass as being half full. For us to have this moment where we can enjoy a music festival curated by a tier one i you know closey closed uh, almost closed on an electric forest night a few years ago we, we can he- have her like you said a curated event where she gets to choose the visual artist for her which is android jones she gets to choose the lineup all these people she believes in from across the world trip street ellis ellis dream our boy Coming back from being a, a different artist, just bringing the fuel, you know, and this is, this is, it reduces the grind to ha- be on a bill or be able to appear on these, pro- on these curated events. You know, they got to feed their kids. They got to feed their families just like all of us. And it's just really neat to see that those, this year being 2021, where we're kind of like, it's a mending year. It's a mending of, of relationships. It's a I'm, men- fi- I'm here for it because honestly, if I can see Closey and Ella Stream and Android Jones with the visuals and a smaller crowd outdoors, in Wyoming, I'm here for it. At a bison ranch in White Cheyenne, Wyoming. I've never even been to this state, but I know it's beautiful as heck. So this is, yeah, it's a monumental moment. It's a very, it's a, it's, it's what I'm looking forward to most. It's my electric force of 2021. It's where I'm gonna be free with the people I love. Ugh, I can't wait. And the lineup is all I could ask for. Neon Jungle was in my top ten for albums of the year last year by Closey. Look it up. Pink album cover is absolutely beautiful reminiscent of a day to remembers homesick it's true that you're right you're totally right but ellis dream look up ellis dream rave cave on rave cave on youtube right now that is such a wonderful set crack open a cold one or a whatever you want warm one whatever you like room temperature it don't matter 
Because that set is incredible. I We can't get over it. We watched it on New Year's Eve. We watched it before. We watched it fucking three times since. And it is just a very, like, the vibes. And it's honestly, all we're going to see. Following the vibe. For sure. Follow the fucking vibe. And that's exactly what we're going to do all summer. Because um, for uh, July 3rd, we currently have tickets for Zed's Dead at Red Rocks. Kind of a spur of the moment decision that we made if if i may and we we still have those tickets so still planning on going there um for july 3rd and then we are going but to red rocks i mean think about the history behind that fe- that that venue think about it being like literally in the top three or five i mean like anyone most- who's been there it's breathtaking it's like nothing you've ever seen it's literally breathtaking because you're on the top of a mountain you can't breathe you're freaking ten thousand feet up but you're also seeing the whole entire view of all that Denver and Rocky Mountains have to offer, which has a lot to offer. It's the most it's breathtaking place it's I've ever been in my life. It's just such an incredible... The only place I can think of that may rival that is, no. and from what I've heard of, is the Gorge oh, in Washington. Okay, okay, yeah. And that's the only other place that has that natural... Not that Red Rocks is natural, but I just mean the placement of the, you know... The looking in towards the amphitheater kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a natural, all all encompassing. Like, you can see the city skyline. You can see the mountain skyline. Like, the lines across the mountains. It's and just, what are we doing after that, Sean? I think we're going to uh, Cosmic Kingdom, baby! Woo! Well, we are going to Cancun, but that's a family festival. That's not a that's festival. A fa- that's well, a fa- we that's might- a- that's private festival. Knowing us, we're going to find a festival in Con- Cancun while we, we're there. We might. I don't know if we should go. but We're going to Cosmic Kingdom at the end of August. And then we are going straight the next weekend to North Coast. North Chicago. Coast. Never been there. Chicago Music Festival. Like I've said a few times in this show. I mean, we've been to Lollapalooza. That's about it. That's about the rap of it all. We've been to many shows in Chicago. I've been to rock shows. I've been to EDM shows. Shout out to Sam Gellertree with the duo were released this week seeing the headlining tour of his back in 2017 with maddie and clemmy uh and i've seen so many great acts in chicago it's, it's the it's the city of the windy city for a reason you get a little bit sideways you get a little bit sway you know i mean you, you can't help it you know i mean we we did a double feature there in chicago we went and saw Ari Shafir, a comedian, stand-up comedian. And then we met up with Brandon Paulson, friend of the show, to go see Gesaffelstein, and it was incredible. And what was that venue? Because Fanagrams played there, so many legendary acts. I can't think about it on the top of my head. I'll put it in the show notes for you guys yeah, listening. Yeah, it's like a weird theater. But if you look up, you don't... The you don't architecture. Even, you, don't, you could literally be sober and be like, oh my God, this is trippy. There's like things like running around the whole place. There's like lights, fixtures. It's like almost like a mural on the ceiling. It's a mural on the stage. So yeah, Chicago is a legendary city. As I've seen like my favorite shows of all time there. And we get to see a music festival in the middle, the thick of the things, the city, and we get to have some friends back home from Belgium. We get to have some friends from freaking Denver flying in. Yeah, that is where we're, that's where we're gonna end because that's where the storybook ends for now. But the story is not written. So it's time to travel. It's time to hop on that skip do and go across the world. Yeah, beautiful people. I can't wait to see you out there in the summer of love, baby. And I hope everyone's making some plans, some safe plans that they're comfortable with. And I cannot wait to see you all out there on the festival circuit, baby. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>